0: Our topic for this season of Lent is the Lord's Prayer, and we're each taking what's up next. So I get to start. (laughs) So let us pray. Lord, bless us and guide us in this time of meditation. Help us to hear your voice and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're looking for the Lord's Prayer in the Bible, you'll find it. It's in Matthew 6 or Luke 11, and it's Jesus' answer to, well, teach us how to pray. That John the Baptist fellow, he taught his disciples how to pray. We need you to teach us how to pray. And so I start with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's ten words, but there's a lot to say. Perhaps for me, I'm always struck by the very first hour. Our Father. Now maybe that's an only child thing. I didn't stand with siblings and say, yeah, that guy over there, he's our father. I didn't have that experience of our. And every time I hear it, it sort of catches me up because sometimes, just sometimes, I don't know if you'll relate to this, I want to pick up my Bible and I want to pick up my hymnal And I want to go home to my house where I am going to worship my way. And I'm going to pray to my God. And everything is going to be right because it will be as I decide. It's sort of that I want to pick up all my marbles and go home. I don't want to play with anybody else. And I think we in the church, we have some fighting that we do. We uh, don't agree on everything. And when my thought is, I'm going to go do it my way. Let those mistaken people do it their way. I get caught up again with the word our. Because it isn't me and mine. It's our Father. So, those folks that I disagree with, God is just as much their God as God is my God. And it takes me to reminding that there wasn't a tribe of Israel. There were 12 of them. There wasn't a single disciple to Jesus, there were a bunch of them. It's our. And so, we are all in this together. when we get past the word our, we then hit the word father. And boy, does this word get loaded. A lot of folks struggle to say the Lord's Prayer because not every father out there is awesome. There are fathers that are addicted and fathers that are abusive and fathers that are absent and fathers that are adulterous and all of a sudden, you're praying to God as Father, but what the Father you know might not be the best example of the Father in heaven. The God Jesus calls Father is biblically slow to anger. And abounding in steadfast love for generation to generation to generation, and is ever faithful. But the other issue is sometimes folks hear our Father and God is male, just male. I'm going to hang out in Luke for a little bit because Father is not the only image of God that Luke uses. In fact, he tells three parables in a row. I'm not going to tell them all again because you'll know them. They'll be familiar. The first is the parable of the shepherd who's lost his sheep. And he goes all over the place and he finds his sheep and he comes home and he calls his friends and neighbors and family and says, we're going to celebrate. I found my sheep. The third one of the three is the father who I picture as going out onto his porch and he is looking over the hills for his prodigal son to come home that son that's lost, the son that took his share of the inheritance and left and only comes home when he's getting hungry and realizes that his own father will take care of him. But in between God as the shepherd looking for the lost sheep and God as the father waiting for the lost son is the parable of the woman searching for her lost coin. Or as I joke about, it's the woman who's missing her car keys, and she's turning the house upside down because she has got to find these keys. And when she finds them, she calls her friends and her neighbors and her family to celebrate and says, I found it. I found the coin that I lost. Folks think it might have been part of her dowry, so, the coin would have had emotional, sentimental significance on top of just being money. So, if God's that shepherd and God's that father, well, God's that woman in the middle, too. Of course, Jesus also uses its. Oddly, one of my favorite images of God and probably the least masculine image of God you can find anywhere. And it's Jesus lamenting over Jerusalem. And he comments that Jerusalem will kill the prophets that are sent to it. And he says, how often I would have gathered you under my wings as a mother hen gathers her chicks. So, if God is like a father and God is like a shepherd and God is like a woman, God is also like a mother hen trying to gather us all together under her wings. For me, what helps me hold all of this together is it's our Father who art in heaven. And for me, I hear that as God is beyond. So God is, yes, like a father, absolutely. And like a woman and a shepherd and a mother hen and all of these things. Because God is beyond us. If we think we got God locked up in our box or in our sanctuary or in our theology, your God's too small. <laughs> God is bigger and greater more forgiving and more loving than we can imagine. So God's beyond. I hear that God who art in heaven, that the earthly images we have are going to be limited. In some way, shape, or form, they are all going to be limited. I think if God's also in heaven, that means God's accessible. Anywhere we are, everywhere we go, God is accessible to us. And part of that next piece is God is so accessible to us that we need to be reminded, hallowed be thy name. (laughs) May God's name be holy. May we not be taken liberties with God's name. It's a call back. To that commandment, don't take God's name in vain. Some say it's more, we often hear this and we think when we're kids of, you know, you don't be cussing, no cussing and taking God's name in vain. But it's more than that, it's about protecting God's reputation. So I often think when we are harried and hassled and We got our crosses on and people know we are Christian and we're in at tops and we take out our bad day on that poor cashier? Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. God's name is holy. And if our actions are not reflecting well on God, that can be a problem. (laughs) Some say that at... The end of the day, each one of us might be the only Bible people read. They're reading our actions and they're reading what we say and they're reading if we live out of love and deep grace. So, part of the challenge when we walk into Lent is how do we remember all of this? That it's our Father, and that means the folks we disagree with, God is just as much their Father as God is my father. And how do we deal with God's in heaven and sometimes we'd like God to be a little bit closer and it's Lent so sometimes we think about our sin and <laughs> we'd like God to be a little further. God is in heaven and beyond us and also right there near us. And we got to remember that God is holy and so that our lives of love and grace and fellowship should reflect well on God. It's a lot that the Bible packs in to the first ten words. (laughs) Fortunately for me, my colleagues take it up from here. (laughs) So you will have Reverend Keith Griswold take over for next week as the prayer continues. And I would just like to wish you all blessings at the start of this Lent. We're all in this together. Amen. Amen.